When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com. Dot com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Ditch the clowns on the left. And the jokers on the right. And join Michael Smirkanish right here, in the middle. This is the Smirkanish Podcast for Independent Minds. So I think that today's poll question at Smirkanish.com is relevant to the conversation I'm about to have with Aaron Zittner from the Wall Street Journal. The poll question today, which is more fueling voter angst? Is it social media and perception or is it the reality, the real conditions of the economy? I'm taking a peek and I'm seeing that 17,329 have already voted and it's it's a pretty decided lopsided result. 76.85% are saying one thing and the remainder are saying the other. Uh, Aaron Zittner is a reporter and editor at the Wall Street Journal's Washington Bureau. He focuses largely on how politics are driven by demographic and economic change. He caught my eye with a piece that he wrote that is in our social media right now, including the website headline voters see American dream slipping out of reach. This is Aaron. Aaron, thank you so much for coming back to the program. I really appreciate it. Oh, hey, good to be with you again. Can we all agree what is the American dream? I mean, before we get into the data, like what are we talking about when we talk of speak of the American dream? Well, it uh, you know, in popular conversation, it can be broadly interpreted. But we were pretty specific in the question that we asked in our poll. We define the American dream as the idea that anyone, regardless of background, who works hard in this country can get ahead, can improve themselves economically. In other words, if you work hard in this country, you'll get somewhere and raise your standard of living. That's how we defined it. And what are you finding in the recent data as compared to within the last several years? Well, boy, you know, I feel like I'm writing the same story over and over again sometimes with these polls. It's one more measure of a kind of sour mood and feeling that America's best days aren't quite ahead of it, that they're behind us. We in this poll found that 36 percent of uh, this was a poll of voters, 36 percent of voters said that the American dream still holds true. It's still with us. The options in this question were the American dream still holds true. The American dream uh, uh, existed at one time, but isn't true anymore. Or there never really was a real American dream. Hmm. Never really was an opportunity for anyone to advance, for everyone to advance in this country. And the people who said there still is an American dream were about a third, 36 percent. That's down significantly from prior polls. It was as high as 53 percent a decade ago. And the share who say there never really was an American dream is 18 percent in this poll. A decade ago, it was only 4 percent. 
So you have this measurable and significant souring on this kind of core ideal of America, that this is a place you can come to, get a job, work hard, and raise your standard of living. Are there changes that you see in the demographics of those who participated in the poll, either by age, by race, by gender, or all of the above? Very much so, and some of these are really quite interesting. Uh, first, by age. Younger people, uh, and this was uh, uh, among you know all groups below age 50, were much less likely to believe that the American dream was still with us than were seniors. The older you are, the more you kind of hold to this traditional American value that hard work is rewarded, and younger people are much less certain. About half of seniors said there still is an American dream, and it was about a quarter of the younger people. That's a big gap. Uh, the other big gap I saw was by gender, and that's just fascinating. Men, much more than women, were likely to say hard work is rewarded and the American dream exists. Almost half of men, but only about a quarter of women. And I think that speaks to something that still exists in this country, despite all the gains that women have made. And that is that women just hold a much more fragile place in our economy and are just more likely to leave the workforce for various reasons. There's still a pay gap. But both gender and age came through here. I understand age much more than I understand gender. Age, I would say they're looking forward and saying, how am I ever going to afford a home? Maybe they have student debt that they're still saddled with that they were hoping was was going to go away. And then I see a bleed between the story that you wrote about this poll and something else that was in the journal that's got a lot of eyes. And that is, uh, why is everyone so unhappy at work right now? And in that piece, which I'm sure you're familiar with, it says, despite high wages, more paid time off and greater control over where people work, more and more are really unhappy. I think the number was 34 percent dread going to work every day. And when you look at the demographics, again, who's most unhappy? Young Americans, you know, young workers, I guess I should say. So, yeah, I think they've got they've got some issues that may be residual from covid or accentuated by covid in addition to what I've said. Well, uh, we can talk about gender, but let me come back to that and talk about young people versus older people. When I interviewed people who took the poll, their concerns kind of fell into two buckets. Some people had short-term concerns about the immediate economy. Inflation is high. Mortgage rates are high. Uh, so you're asking me, uh, if I work hard, will I get ahead? Well, with inflation, if I work hard, I just tread water. I have to work harder for the same dollar. So some people interpreted this as an immediate concern. Other people uh, took this uh, question and thought about long-term structural changes in the economy. And, you know, here again, there's so many signs about progress and improvement and a good economy now, but a lot of people focused on negative change. To my surprise, multiple people who I talked to talked about labor unions. Maybe this is because They've been in the news lately with the Hollywood strikes and the auto worker strikes. But multiple people said to me, hey, my dad had a union pension. My uncle had a union pension. Me, I'm responsible for my own retirement. The risk is on me. There's been a risk shift from corporations to individuals in preparing for retirement. One woman said, my dad died just two weeks ago, and the union is giving my mother a funeral benefit to help pay for the funeral. So I think people feel that they're kind of uh, vulnerable and alone in the economy, and that in the past there were more protections from labor unions. 
I, I heard some people say, you know, you could count on a college degree to be a ladder, take you a ladder into the middle class. Now we're not so sure what a college degree means anymore, and whether if you invest in a college degree, you'll really get your money back. So I kind of heard long-term structural change that was on people's minds as a concern, and then shorter-term immediate, maybe more transitory concerns about inflation and mortgage rates. Aaron, let me be glass half full for a moment. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform slashing manual tasks and errors over 37,000 companies have already made the move so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Smirconish. NetSuite.com slash Smirconish. NetSuite.com slash Smirconish. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top quality personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. Aaron, let me be glass half full for a moment. Maybe if everyone already has a flat screen TV, and I think they do, at some point you have to tap out. You're not always going to have generations do better than the generations ahead of them. Well, that, you know... Maybe that's true, and that, that's another thing we mentioned. This was a finding from uh, an NBC poll that we included in our story. NBC just asked a question that we often ask, which is, will the next generation be better off than the last? And they found a record low, 19%, saying that our children's generation will have things better than we did. You know, this is all about perception. It's what people are thinking and feeling. 
we can talk about how much real world data there is uh, to support these feelings, you know, because there is good news in the economy. But people are feeling really glum. And I'll mention one other thing, Michael, and that is we asked another question in this poll, which is, was life better 50 years ago or is life better today? And what fascinates me is uh, when you look at, say, by political party, Republicans are more likely than Democrats to say the American dream is still alive. That's a more of a core principle among our Democratic respondents. There still is an American dream. But then when you ask, was life better than uh, now, than 50 years ago, they say, no, life was better 50 years ago. Things have gotten worse. So they have the ideal, but they don't think we're living up to it. You look at black respondents in our poll, and they were less likely than other racial groups to say the American dream is alive. But then when you ask them, is life better than 50 years ago? They say, are you kidding me? 50 years ago, <laughs> you know, we didn't have the civil rights right, movement. Convo. We've made a lot of social progress. So there's a, I don't know how to sum all that up, but different groups have a different relationship to the ideal of the American dream and then whether life has improved over time to live up to the American dream. Okay, a final thought for you, and thank you for being so gracious with your time. If I were a political strategist and I was listening to the conversation with Aaron Zittner and I was thinking about the data points that you have offered, and if I were guiding, let's say, a presidential candidate, all of a sudden I have a great slogan, Make America Great Again. It might not appeal to those voters of color that you just referenced because 50 years ago life was not so great. But for a vast number of Americans, that is the right theme. How, how do I not think of that as I'm listening to what you're saying? I know. And look, we, we've watched President Biden travel around this country, go to all these places where they're building a new chip plant, thanks to the Democratic-backed uh, chips and science bill, or a new uh, tunnel or highway, thanks to the Democratic-backed infrastructure bill. And he's trying to say, look, we're... We're on the move again. We're making investments. We're growing the economy. We're building a green economy. We're building manufacturing plants. And it doesn't seem to be resonating. You know, in our polling, no one he does not get much credit for any of this. It's really hard to talk people into feeling better about an economy when they're living in it every day and feeling it every day. Right. I don't know. Right. I mean, the, the, the big the, the Big Mac, the Big Mac meal really doesn't cost sixteen dollars. But that's everybody's perception. It's the whole perception versus reality, which is why I have my thoroughly unscientific poll question today. It's Burkhanish dot com on exactly this. Aaron, that was excellent. I'm really appreciative. And I think you added value. So thank you. I'm here to add value, Michael. And uh, <laughs> by the way, since I know you're hip to the kids, let's point out that the new Green Day song on the radio that just came out is The American Dream is Killing Me. So you want to talk about young people and the American dream. That's what's playing on the radio right now. Um, and just one more sign of where we are in thinking about the ideals of this country. My, my references end with Led Zeppelin. That's all I can so, say. Thank you, Aaron. Hey, thanks for having me, Michael. Appreciate it very much. Okay, I love all that data. I love all that analysis. Here's my question. Do you believe that anyone who works hard in this country can get ahead? That anyone who works hard in this country can get ahead? This is Ted, Long Island. Can you get ahead if you work hard in this country? The, the problem is I think, I think there's no incentive or encouragement anymore. There's too much red tape, red tape and regulation that it just doesn't push the people to drive. It's like at the end of the day, why am I doing it? 
So especially in the state of New York where you have all these regulations and bureaucracy and the insurance premiums alone, just it depends what business you're in. It's just it comes down to incentive and encouragement. I think that's what's killing it. And going back and then just if I can make this uh, add on real quick about um, uh, affording a house. I think the younger generation, I think their perspectives have changed. I don't think they want to have the responsibility anymore owning a home or maybe they'd save money to, for other things in life. I don't think they're really thinking yeah, about I, I think there's some to truth to that. I think there's some truth to that. I, I saw a story, and I, I, I don't know if I included it in that day's newsletter or not, but it said something like, your kids don't want your furniture or your ashes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sigh. Greetings in Orlando. Hi. Hi, Michael. Just wanted to say two quick things. Um, I think there's a lot of people out there that don't maybe get as much uh, attention. Uh, Post-COVID, a lot of people lost their businesses, self-employed. I'm one of them. Uh, it led to personal bankruptcy, and um, uh, the likelihood of retiring is is uh, slim at this point. My uh, My daughter is a crisis hotline employee who gets a lot of calls, she tells me, on a daily basis from people just like me who mm-hmm. are concerned about the future. But I will say that I would not want to be in any other country, despite all that, to be able to find a way to get back it's on my point. feet. It's That's a good point. Hey, Cy, si, si, let, me, let me ask you, uh, what type of business unfortunately went under and was there not government all those programs there was nothing there that could have kept you afloat well i had a a moving company that catered to senior citizens mainly downsizing it was a great business i was very comfortable um the business was financed and i did get government help with ppp um and it, it was it was very timely and i'm very appreciative of it but I still remained uh, one or two cancellations from going under, uh, given the financing that I had. So, yeah. All right. Well, I wish, I wish you good things in the new year, and thank you for your phone call. Sure. Thank you. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required 
accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. Russell, driving through Illinois. Russell, if you work hard in this country, can you get ahead? I think you can, Michael. Uh, you know, I'm 42 years old. I lost my company build, building houses in uh, 2010, and I've built myself back up from there. I drive a truck now, and I, I still think that if you work hard and you're willing to move to where houses are still affordable, I bought and sold three houses in the last 10 years, too, that, that you can still do it. Right. That's a good point. All right, what are you willing to do in response to it? As part of working hard, are you willing to to go where the jobs are. Bill, you're in Atlantic, Iowa. Hi, what are you thinking? Yeah, I, I believe the American dream is absolutely available to anybody in this country. That's the beauty of this country, um, if you're willing to work for it, um, if you're willing to get that second job, if you're willing to get that third job, if that's what's required. Um, the beauty of America, and it's, it differentiates itself from any other country on earth, is that hard work does lead to achieving what they call the american dream and it's a beautiful yeah. thing yeah usually i think usually i think that's the case there's an added ingredient that i was going to say and then i looked up and i see that in manistique michigan there's a gentleman named mark and he's about to say it so you say it mark go ahead same thing uh, michael and that's uh, hard work does help but you got to have some luck and if you can't be born wealthy or have that cushion you got to make that walk and that includes education or being able to move or relocate if you have to totally agree i i know i know some hard workers who although they they you know they support a family they're they they're they're just not at the level that they otherwise could have been because that that added luck ingredient wasn't there and i do think that's part of it i agree that's it i mean a lot of the american dream uh Apart from the mythos, if you put that in there, it's luck. And but you got to have a lot of hard work. If you look at the great people in this country, uh, there is no doubt they didn't get it by fantasizing that they were going to do good. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal the thank you, Mark. I'll say the line so that none of you feel obliged to dial the number to say it on air. The harder I work, the luckier I get. Yes, I believe that too. Brian, you're in Irvine. What are you most thinking and wanting to say today? 
So I interact with a lot of uh, international American chambers, ethnic chambers of commerce, and you get a bunch of people that come over to, to California in particular, which everyone thinks is the hardest place in the world to do business. <clears throat> they don't have two nickels to rub together, but they start businesses like dry cleaners or convenience stores or restaurants, and they're thriving. And the American yep. dream is absolutely yep. alive. We're just lazy. I think that Americans are lazy. But other people that come here and see that opportunity, they grasp it and they hold on to it and they win. I got to tell you something. There's a beer distributorship near me. I like to go get a sandwich that's right on the same block. So sometimes I'll go in there and I'll get some beer. And the play, I'll, I'm going to cut you loose and make your point, Brian. Thank you for calling. So uh, this place, you know, it was it was never like spick and span. It was it was always just a little. But they're they're there to sell beer. What do I care? Okay, I'm getting pretzels and beer. So, TC, I go in there recently. You would know this place. I know exactly it's, what you're talking about. You do? Yeah. Okay. Well, don't say anything, too. I'm not too. saying anything. So it was I, a little, like, tiny <coughs> warehousey. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I went, and with a big walk-in uh, component to it. Yep. So I went in there recently. By now, maybe six or nine months ago, time okay. flies. And a couple of young guys are in there. Uh, they are, how do I say this? They were Arabic. They were, they're, they're not, you know, looking like they're... Uh, blonde hair, that. blue eye. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. They're, they're, and, and I can tell from their speech, they're probably not born here either. But they're hustling their asses off on the day that I'm there, moving shit around and painting the walls. And I say to myself, place is about to change and change for the better. Yeah. I go back in there a week or two later, spick, spick and, span, and span, nice attitude, place looks clean. Interesting. And they just like, like what did they do? What did they add other than some hustle. Grit. Grit. There you go. Yeah. What's that? Annie Duke's uh, <laughs> No, word? you're thinking of um, Duckworth. Love Annie. Yeah. Love Annie, too. Obviously. Thinks I'm on Ozempic. Love Annie. Annie Duke thinks you're on Ozempic. Yep. Why does Annie Duke think you're on Ozempic, Because I look Michael? good, apparently. Because so I So she look saw good. you and said, are you on Ozempic? She didn't say it. She just said, you look good. But she said it like with a, hmm. Wait a minute. I'm she like, didn't say Ozempic or she did say Ozempic? She didn't say it, but I think I knew she was thinking it. And I'm thinking, Annie, I'm on a Peloton four days a week. Give me some credit. Because if I went the other way, I'd say I'd own it. But I don't. I, I, this is a conversation for, for a, a, a longer time period than we have. But all of a sudden, I understand how that whole mindset works. Like, if you're at the gym, you don't want people thinking you're you're on Ozempic. Now I kind of understand how the people who are on Ozempic don't want it spoken of either. Because you, you got the hairy eyeball? Because you got the side eye from Annie? She meant it as a compliment. She looked good, too, by the way. She looks fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Wow. Good talk. I'm texting Annie. Tell Stand her. Just, uh, to text her and just say, Michael thinks that you think he's on Ozempic, and he's not on Ozempic. <laughs> he's on Peloton. He's spending a lot of time with Leanne Hainsby and Hannah Corbin. Well, there you go. <laughs> okay. That's, that's it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, apologies. I'm up against a hard out, and it, it pains me to see all of your, your telephone calls. You've inspired me, though. I might mimic the Gallup question that the Wall Street Journal relied on for my own poll question tomorrow, because although there's great pessimism in the land, I'm I'm interested in seeing whether our audience is still believing more than the national average in the American dream. So keep voting at Smirconish.com and, and keep an eye out for tomorrow's question.
as well. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. 